0: The 630Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 630Chad. Welcome to the Thursday edition. As you know, it's Budget Day in Alberta. The first budget by the Jason Kenney government, which campaigned on getting rid of the debt in four years. Chedville, the budget will be tabled in the legislature around 3.15 this afternoon. You'll hear it live right here on 6.30. Ched will have details and analysis. The question, what is going to be in it? Well, we received some clues in September when that blue ribbon panel report released its findings on Alberta spending. The panel was headed by former Saskatchewan Finance Minister Janice McKinnon. And the panel's recommendations suggested... Uh, Adopting performance-based education funding, legislating public service salaries, downloading project costs back onto municipalities, paring back infrastructure spending,
1: and more. We found that without bold change, Albertans face a future of rising deficits and debt with more and more tax dollars going to interest rather than programs. Delay will only worsen the problem. For instance, if the government of the day had frozen spending in 2016-17, the current deficit would be $3.2 billion less. We found that if Alberta's per capita spending matched the spending of the three other big provinces, Alberta would spend $10.4 billion less annually and would not have a deficit. Worse, while Alberta spends more The results achieved are no better and in some cases worse than in other provinces. Raising taxes is not the answer. Alberta has a spending problem and the government needs to act quickly and decisively to reduce its spending. The province needs to go beyond merely cutting spending to transform the way that services and programs are delivered.
0: Alberta has a spending problem. Yesterday, Finance Minister Travis Taves said the government uh, will attack spending in this budget, but not impose the deep 20% budget cut seen in the early years of the Ralph Klein government.
1: It will be a budget of restraint, but this isn't 1993. Uh, this will be a, a thoughtful surgical budget, and that will, uh, that will uh, balance uh, in our first term in, within four years. But we'll we'll do that in a thoughtful way.
0: And then last night, a little more insight into what we can expect this afternoon. Premier Kenny took to the airwaves on Global Edmonton to speak directly to Albertans, maybe trying to soften you up a bit, prepare you for what is going to be announced in just over an hour's time. This budget will be a bold plan for jobs and the economy. It'll be the most important Alberta budget in 25 years. As we promised in the spring election campaign, this budget will be based on a two-point strategy to get our finances in order. And how will it be done? Well, with a planned 2.8% cut to public spending. Some programs will be asked to do more with less. Some ineffective programs will be eliminated altogether and some infrastructure projects will be delayed or scaled back, not because we want to do that, but because we have to do that. So, a 2.8% cut to public spending, but the Premier reiterated that health and education funding will not be reduced. He also said maintaining frontline services is a priority. To take a closer look at all of this, we're joined by political science professor Dwayne Bratt, chair of the Department of Economics, Justice and Policy Studies at Mount Royal University. Dwayne, welcome back to the show.
2: Good afternoon, Jalen.
0: Okay, reaction to the Kenny broadcast last night. Klein did this in years past. Was he trying to soften the block? Blow? Uh,
2: I don't know how you can soften uh, the blow, but I think it was a greater explanation. Mm. Uh, anytime you go to, anytime the premier goes to the airwaves, um, it, it's seen as a big. Moment, And he did it very similar to what Klein did, doing it in the premier's office um, with, with soft-spoken but strong language, with graphs, as compared to Rachel Notley, who did something similar, but she did it at her kitchen table.
0: Yeah, exactly.
2: You know, uh, you know, two very different sorts of, uh, of messaging approaches.
0: Sometimes I wonder if that almost heightens... Uh, the worry. So when we actually see the final thing, you think, yeah. oh, well, that wasn't as bad as we
2: thought it was going to be. Well, it depends on where you are. Uh-huh. So, for example, if uh, when he talks about $1.3 billion in cuts over four years, you know, that doesn't sound particularly bad, particularly if you compare it back to the 94 budget, which was, you know, close to 20% cuts, not percent cuts Mm -hmm. Uh, but and then he says and we're going to exempt health and we're going to exempt education and we're going to exempt social services in other words we're going to exempt 80 percent of the budget from these cuts that means all this money 1.3 billion is going to be cut from 20 percent of the budget Mm -hmm. so the uh, where i'm sitting uh, there's a lot of concern here because post secondary education is seen very differently from K to 12 education. We're the third largest spending envelope. Yeah. We're 11% of the budget. We're $5.6 billion a year of government money. I believe that that's where most of the cuts are going to be made is in is in post-secondary because when he says education and when most premiers talk education they mean K-12 education mm-hmm. they don't mean colleges and, and universities and so that's what I expect to happen today that um, 1.3 billion dollars is going to be cut from 20% of the budget
0: oh, and we heard uh, in, in the McKinnon report and we heard her talk about post-secondary education saying quote and I'm reading it was recommendation number eight, achieve a revenue mix for post-secondary institutions comparable to that or comparable to that in B.C. and Ontario, including less reliance on government grants, more funding from tuition and alternative revenue sources, yeah. uh, lift the, the tuition fee freeze. So, um, and, and we've been hearing a lot of that, uh, people speculating that that's exactly where it's going to come from. What will that mean to um, post-secondary institutions? What yeah. will it mean to students, Dwayne?
2: there's several comments that i have to make the first is they said they want to make it comparable to BC and Ontario funding. The rest of the McKinnon report compared Alberta to Ontario, BC, and Quebec, Ah. but they don't want to include Quebec when it comes to post-secondary funding because they provide a greater percentage of funding in the province of Quebec. So they're they're cherry-picking their statistics. Mm. The second is on the tuition freeze. Um, I have had this discussion with students since the NDP brought in the freeze, and I've told student groups that it was not student friendly they would go no this is this is very student friendly i go no it's not it's friendly for the current students for those students who are paying tuition at this moment in time but the freeze is not going to last forever and when that freeze ends you're not going to see a two percent increase or a three percent increase you could see a large spike in increase and sure enough i think that's what we're going to see so students are going to pay more Alberta student aid, I'm not sure what changes are going to be made to that. Um, And uh, our fiscal year, at least at Mount Royal, and I'm assuming other universities, is July 1st. So we've been operating on a budget. What happens if we have to make a mid-year cut? And they say, well, that's okay. You can increase tuition. Well, we can't increase tuition for students In the fall semester, who've already paid their tuition, who are in the midst of classes now. And I think it would be highly unfair to increase tuition for those in January, especially those under student aid. So that means we would, um, you know, the tuition increase wouldn't kick in until next year. But we would have to deal with the consequences of not increasing tuition this current fiscal year. And that's the biggest fear here. It's not. So I and, you know, other department chairs and other deans and other vice presidents have all been doing scenarios. Um, you know, for next year and the year after and the year after that, but making budget cuts mid year mm. is is much more difficult to do, and that's what I'm worried about, and that's one of the details i'm going to look for in the in the budget
0: and dwayne Bratt joining us this afternoon we've heard about um you know the impact the possible impact on on the cities on downloading some costs to this uh to downloading more costs to the cities and and the possible impact on in on infrastructure so In a nutshell, does that mean the city's not going to be getting as much money from the province?
2: We didn't hear much about the capital budget last night. Mm-hmm. And so what does that mean going forward? But, yes, I expect them to download things to the municipalities. Um, the municipalities have been have been screaming. Um, and uh, Casey Maddow has, has said, yep. hey, find your own efficiencies. We're finding efficiencies at the provincial level. Um, you're going to have to find efficiencies in the cities as well. Um, and I want to hear what they have to say about the capital budget because uh Kenny did make reference to delaying some projects. Yep. Well, what about the Edmonton LRT or yep. the Calgary LRT? Are those going to be delayed, uh, specifically since you also got rid of the provincial carbon tax, which was generating, you know, $1.5 to $2 billion a year? That was then being dedicated to those LRTs, mm.
0: Hmm. Oh my gosh, so much to think about this afternoon, Dwayne. Um, he talked about ineffective government programs being eliminated. Any ideas what ineffective gr- government programs he's talking about?
2: I don't know which which programs. Uh, is it the? Well, there was some reference um, yesterday, and I'm not up on the details of this around some of the partial upgrading. Uh, of uh, bitumen that the uh, NDP had put forward. Are they going to get rid of those programs? Um, Until we see the budget, we're not going to know which programs they see as as redundant or ineffectual and how they measure. Mm,
0: okay, so uh, we want to take a look now at public sector jobs. Um, the Premier's- now he did
2: say 10% of uh, public sector yeah. workers will lose their job within four years. Within four now, years. whether that's through attrition, I don't yeah. know how you could reduce by that amount. Through attrition, but I think it's very specific. They're not talking about teachers and, and nurses. Um, they're they're talking about those that actually work in, in Edmonton in direct line departments. Um, you know, so what does that mean? Does that mean uh, buybacks? Uh, does that simply mean laying people off mm-hmm. does that mean not hiring we, we simply don't know but but 10 is is a large number
0: and doing more with less right yeah. and and you know what are wage rollbacks um, cuts and you just touched on cuts to public sectors teachers nurses aren't uh, aren't those contracts not up until the spring is it possible that that they're just kind of delaying this maybe until the spring
2: so in the McKinnon report there was actually uh, several indications nations about this. And there was discussion about mandating wage rollbacks. Mm -hmm. There was discussion about back-to-work legislation in case of job action. And courts have upheld collective bargaining and the sanctity of of collective bargaining contracts, but the government floated the idea of using the notwithstanding clause to violate collective bargaining. It was in the McKinnon report. We'll see if we actually go down that path. Mm -hmm. And they declared it a national, uh, a provincial emergency and, and one of the points that they made was, um, you know, yes, we support the sanctity of uh, public sector bargaining, but we're in an emergency situation because we have to balance the budget by 2023. That's not an emergency. That 's a campaign pledge that's right, <laughs> and it'll be interesting to see what the courts rule on on something along those lines. Janice McKinnon, who wrote the McKinnon report, was finance minister in one thousand nine hundred and ninety one in Saskatchewan, and they were in the depths of an emergency. Uh, banks were no longer going to lend the money; they were on the verge of a province going bankrupt that 's not the case here at this moment um, so uh, but do you want to have to get right to that end wire before you start taking action?
0: Dwayne Bratt, joining me this afternoon, just over an hour's time, the, uh, the budget, the provincial budget will be will be revealed. Dwayne, I want to thank you for joining me this afternoon for uh, kind of a look ahead, and I'm sure to look forward to your comments afterwards as well. Thank you for joining me this afternoon.
2: Okay, you're welcome, Jalen.